0: Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us on this Labor Day holiday. Happy Monday, everybody, and happy Labor Day. Schools starting for many students across the country this week. In New York City, they start this Thursday. And when the students return to their schools, they'll notice something very different. Over the summer, the sanctuary city of New York enrolled 20,000 illegal immigrant children into the school system none required to show proof of any types of vaccinations as is required for American children. Vaccination rates for migrants coming through the southern border are extremely low, and most recently Americans have seen a rise in varicella, chickenpox, and tuberculosis among migrants in shelters in New York. Shelters that have been overrun by illegal immigrants who have arrived in New York since spring of last year And they're filling the streets and shelters all across the city. And most big blue Democrat sanctuary cities are facing the same crisis, thanks to the Biden regime. Turning now to presidential politics and battle presidential candidate Ron DeSantis' $50 million Super PAC that was run by Republican strategist John Thomas is shutting down. Thomas set up the Ron to the Rescue Super PAC back in November securing financial commitments from mega-wealthy GOP donors. After less than a year, he says the DeSantis campaign was filled with rookie mistakes and he will now be backing another candidate. That candidate, none other than President Donald J. Trump. President Trump isn't silently putting up with the Marxist Dems' persecution, calling out the rabid Marxist Dem district attorney in Fulton County.
1: Highly respected Georgia State Senator Colton Moore deserves thanks and congratulations of everyone for having the courage and conviction to fight the radical left lunatics who are so badly hurting the great state of Georgia and, frankly, the USA itself. Failed D.A. Fannie Willis, who has allowed Atlanta and Fulton County to become a record-setting murder and violent crime war zone with almost no retribution for those murderers, shockingly indicted your favorite president, me, for a perfect phone call. She is very bad for America. She is very bad for Georgia. And the bottom line is we're going to win. We're going to turn our country around. I want to thank the great people of Georgia for putting up with this crap. Thank you very much.
0: State attorneys general should be investigating all these Soros-sponsored and Marxist-motivated prosecutors. New emails released this week from America First Legal have Joe Biden caught in yet another lie. According to the release of emails, Hunter Biden's investment firm Rosemont Seneca and Joe Biden's vice president office exchanged more than a 1,000 emails from 2011 to 2013. Those emails show Hunter Biden leveraging access to his father at various points in his time as vice president. Joe Biden still maintains he has no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings, and he's still lying. These latest emails are in addition to the 5,400 emails the National Archives have confirmed that exist with Joe Biden's aliases, but refuse to turn over to the Congress. Our guest today is the best-selling author, podcaster, political strategist, advisor to President Trump, Roger Stone. Roger, great to have you back with us, my friend. These 5,400 emails, the National Archives acknowledging they have them, 5,400 of them, quite a number, and the National Archives just won't turn them over to the
2: U.S. Congress. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm sure that the Washington Post, whose slogan is democracy dies in darkness, will immediately go into court to try to get access and fully publish the details, uh, and contents of these emails. Not. You know, this is just yet another example of the two tiered justice system in which the Bidens particularly appear to be a protected class. Uh, And uh, the people who bray constantly about the rule of law people like Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and others, they seem to be the first ones to violate the rule of law when they uh, refuse to turn over documents or information that legally the con—the uh, Congress isn't completely and totally entitled to. Uh, there is a cover-up going on uh, of the epic corruption of the Biden crime family, uh, and it seems to know no limits. Well, it's, it's had none so far, at least. And, and
0: I, I'm just after all of these years dealing with this one story, the political persecution of Donald J. Trump. It's now in its eighth year. We're watching the Obama Biden um, regime now. They are protected on every level by, it seems, every agency, every department, every, every cranny of the federal government. I have I could not have imagined that uh, something we call stonewalling back in the Nixon uh, impeachment era uh, would apply to an entire federal government protecting a a group of Marxist Dems and deep staters who control the federal government.
2: Uh, It's because Donald Trump uh, is such an existential threat to the political system, to the status quo, to the two-party duopoly that works hand in glove together to keep things the way they are. Uh, and Because he is incredibly independent and incredibly strong-willed, and I think so deeply committed to policies that put America first. Um, They are apoplectic about the idea that he might return to the White House. They're particularly apoplectic about the fact that he might return now with a much better education about how the two party duopoly works and the epic Corruption of our intelligence agencies, uh, as well as virtually all three branches of government, uh, it is uh, it really is extraordinary because what we're seeing here is not only an effort to to uh, weaponize the judicial system in which questioning the anomalies and irregularities uh, and outright fraud in an election uh, becomes a crime. It, so in other words, it is, it is a criminal activity to question the outcome of an election. And furthermore, the criminalization uh, of previously constitutionally protected free speech uh, and political activity. Yes, uh, if Rudy Giuliani sought to collect uh, evidence of election fraud, that's not illegal. That, that's not a sedition that falls well within his constitutional rights, but not according to these people. So you have a very coordinated effort. Between uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel, and these local prosecutors who are most definitely in touch, we know that uh, the DOJ actually uh, put a man into DA Manhattan, DA Alvin Bragg's office uh, to help supervise that particular prosecution of Donald Trump. So this is uh, this is, there is a RICO conspiracy, but the RICO conspiracy is on the part of a group of prosecutors working in concert to interfere with the next election. And we also
0: know that the district attorney in Fulton County, Fannie Willis, received a phone call from Justice Maine uh, telling her to get on with the indictment of Donald Trump, period, uh, because they need to cover up uh, the mess they made out of the the David Weiss five-year investigation and their solution to all of the problems they had was to, uh, in the previous week, to make him a special counsel. Uh, this is not only orchestrated and coordinated and a conspiracy and a vast one at that, uh, this is usurping every every known uh, constitutional limit uh, that we possess. And there is no response from the establishment uh, legal profession. There is no uh, resistance uh, or outcry from the Supreme Court itself or the chief justice who uh, would have some considerable influence over the goings on, at least of the judiciary and the attorneys who work there. I, I, there is no outcry other than Republicans, MAGA, American first, uh, independents who love this country, the, the patriots of this nation, about what has happened to Donald Trump. And all of this, at, he is the nexus, and as well as this the focal point of all of these
2: illegalities uh, and conspiracies. Yeah, it is, uh, it's really quite uh, extraordinary, but just as in the Russian collusion hoax, uh, and the Ukrainian collusion hoax um this has two two purposes one uh is to is to defame and try to damage the political prospects of Donald Trump but the other is to cover uh, uh and distract from their own epic criminality. So The appointment of David Weiss, who supposedly was investigating Hunter Biden for five years, but who we now know was working in concert with Hunter Biden's uh, own attorneys to fashion a a sweetheart deal uh, plea bargain in which they buried immunity from charges such as extortion, uh, bribery, racketeering, uh, money laundering, uh, uh, influence peddling, illegal lobbying, uh, as well as the receipt of multi million dollar payments that went to not only Hunter Biden, uh, but, uh, President Biden himself, as well as a brother Jimmy from China, from Russia, from UK- Ukraine, from Romania. The appointment of Weiss, which is Uh, as a special counsel, which is illegal in itself because the Department of Justice regulation regarding special counsels require that they be from outside the government, not just outside the Justice Department, but outside. The government uh, is a holding action. It means that now Mr. Weiss can stall for two years uh, or more. That's the average length of a special counsel investigation uh, can deny documents to the Congress on the basis that they would interfere with an ongoing investigation. Uh, And of course, slow walk this through the next election. Uh, then even if Mr. Weiss did bring a charge against uh, Hunter Biden for which he was convicted, uh, that conviction would be thrown out on the basis that Weiss's appointment was improper to begin with. So it, it, that is their insurance policy. Uh, the whole thing, it seems to me, uh, reeks of a cover-up. Uh, it's an effort to to silence uh, the or slow down at a minimum, the Republican investigations into the epic corruption uh, of Joe Biden and the Biden crime family at the same time, manufacturing, fabricating crimes against Donald Trump when all he really did was utilize his constitutionally protected rights to question the outcome of the last election.
0: And there is no law against any of his comments or actions that I know of. But as you say, uh, Jack Smith and Merrick Garland, manufacturing more than a few, along with uh, uh, the Manhattan District Attorney and Fulton County District Attorney, and uh, those uh, those bosses of all of those folks uh, who reside somewhere in a, uh, a, a, a giant circle, a cabal of Marxist Dems. We're talking with Roger Stone. We're taking a quick break. We're gonna come right back. And when we do, we're gonna talk talk about well at least two of the judges who are involved in the persecution of president donald trump stay with us we're coming right back achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret We're talking with Roger Stone, uh, one of the great Americans uh, and a great uh, advisor to uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, I want to, Roger, turn to Tanya Chutkin, Judge Chutkin, uh, a D.C. district judge, obviously will uh, preside over the trial of Donald J. Trump for his actions and the allegations uh, of his actions on January 6th. As we learn more about her, there seems to be a trend in D.C. The swamp is filled with federal judges who are literally uh, legatees of uh, communist indoctrination and some of the leading luminaries, if that is the correct word, for uh, the, the Communist Party movement in this country and uh, the Caribbean and North America
2: for decades. Your thoughts about that judge? Well, the judge uh, and her husband, who is also a federal judge, were both major donors to uh, Barack Obama, as was her mother-in-law. The judge previously ruled uh, in an effort to seal the Fusion GPS records so we would never know that Hillary Clinton paid for the Steele dossier. In her sentencing of one of the January 6 defendants, she actually had a finding that he had acted at the direction of President Donald Trump, uh, who she lamented was still at large. Mm -hmm. Uh, That certainly shows uh, a a bias uh, prior to her sitting on this case. Uh, in all honesty, I'm still surprised that the president's lawyers have not filed a motion to recuse this judge. Not that I believe she would recuse herself because I do not, but such a motion would be appealable. Uh, and even if it were appealed to the, uh, in the DC circuit and denied, it would then be appealable to the U.S. Supreme Court. So, uh, it is very clear, having gone through this myself, uh there is uh there are very few judges in the DC circuit who are not hyper partisans i think there's very little chance this judge will recuse herself but setting a trial date for the day before the the super tuesday primary is a very clear evidence of election infe- interference the strongest reason the dc case should be moved to later is that the president's witnesses will not be available to testify and would have a Fifth Amendment right not to testify as long as charges are pending against them uh, and his witnesses uh, as they are indicated. Uh, pardon me, as they are indicted in Georgia, that could result in the Georgia case being moved earlier. But nonetheless, it is a very strong argument why uh, the D.C. case should be pushed off.
0: And Judge Chutkin, uh, in her constraint as a a, a judge and obviously very uh, attuned to the need for her impartiality, uh, was bold enough to compare January 6th to the Boston uh, Marathon bombers uh, and September 11th. Uh, and placing squarely, of course, uh, President Trump as the uh, primary motivator of the insurrection on that date. I, I mean, she is outrageous. Uh, it There is there has to be a senior judge besides the chief justice of the United States Supreme Court. Uh, But certainly a senior judge, whether it be the chief justice or someone else in the appellate courts there in D.C., that has to say even this is too much. It's got to be stopped. What do you think the odds are?
2: I think the odds of that are virtually nil, to be quite honest with you. Look, the the judge, when I was sentenced uh, for lying under oath in my voluntary testimony to Congress. Uh, to cover up Russian collusion that we now know definitively did not exist. Literally an impossibility. The judge said to me at sentencing, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump, which most certainly I was not. The government never produced any evidence of Involvement with the Russians or collaboration with WikiLeaks, I was essentially charged with process crimes in order to pressure me into testifying falsely against Donald Trump. In other words, when they could find no evidence of Russian collusion, they sought to manufacture it. Um, I refuse to cooperate. Uh, I am not Michael Cohn, uh, as you might have noticed. So uh, you know, but the judge in my case, uh, for example, uh, in pretrial motions, uh, ruled that I could not use evidence of misconduct uh, by the Department of Justice, by the Special Counsel's office, by the FBI, or by any member of Congress in my defense. Which, by the way, is entirely unconstitutional, because under Kyles B. Whitley, uh, the legitimacy uh, and the integrity of an indictment is always grounds for defense. Uh, I was also denied my First Amendment a right to defend myself. Uh, I was gagged uh, on all subjects, period. Uh, and when I appealed that to the D.C. Circuit, they sat on it for eight months. Uh, while I was taking in heavy damage from CNN and the Washington Post, the idea being that if I were allowed to speak freely, I would taint the jury pool in DC. (laughs) Well, what about the Washington Post and the CNN crapping on me on a daily basis? Do you think maybe that tainted the jury pool? It made no difference, Lou, because uh, the jury that uh, sat on my trial, the forewoman was a Democratic candidate. Uh, for Congress in Tennessee, a protege of the Democratic operative Donna Brazil. she testified uh, uh, during jury selection that she didn't know who I was and was unfamiliar with the case. Well, only later did we learn that she'd attacked me by name regarding the very case in which she had been selected as a juror uh, on both Facebook and Twitter, but kept those postings on a private setting uh, during jury selection and during the trial, and then tried to quietly delete them after I was convicted. By any grounds, I should have been at a minimum entitled to a new trial, but the judge did not find any of that uh, as evidence of bias. Uh, the jury foreman also said Donald Trump was a racist and anyone who supported him was a racist. The judge said there was no reason to believe that the juror would know that I was a longtime associate and supporter of Donald Trump. Yes, I know, hard to believe. So, uh, and then lastly, of course, uh, the judge also withheld From my defense attorneys, uh, the last remaining redacted sections of Robert Mueller's report in which even he couldn't sugarcoat the fact that despite his unlimited legal reach and unlimited financial resources. He could never come up with any evidence of Russian collusion WikiLeaks collaboration or any other crime on my part. So pardon me if I'm skeptical about justice in the DC circuit, uh, but I think things are not looking up. Or President Donald Trump. He could have Clarence Darrow uh, represent him, and I don't think he will get a fair shake out of the D.C. court system.
0: I, I don't think many people in this country do think he'll get a fair shake anywhere uh, in, in the D.C. Uh, and environs Byron's uh, courts. I, I, have to, I have to say, though, what bothers me, and I, I have to believe it's bothering many people, and that is the silence of Chief Justice John Roberts. Here's the man who is supposed to preside over the entire federal court system. And we haven't heard this man make a peep. Now, we have it on good authority from Justice Roberts that there are no Obama judges, there are no Bush judges, no Republican judges, or Democrat judges, despite all of the evidence contravening the suggestion or the uh, suggestion. But how meek and how just pitifully uh, enfeebled is he that he would not have sufficient conscience and courage to stand up and say this is not the way the federal court system works and we can't have it anymore?
2: Well, just as the 21 states appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court regarding the machinations surrounding the last elections, 21 state attorney generals, but the court refused to hear any of those cases uh, yet. Those on the left just continue to uh, their onslaught against Judge Eileen Cannon uh, in Miami simply because she is a Trump appointee. So if we have no Republican or Democrat judges, if we have no Obama uh, or Trump judges, why then is Judge Cannon considered a legal incompetent simply because she won't take her orders from Andrew Weissman on MSNBC?
0: It's, it is a, a sorry time in this country for, for so many reasons, but uh, I think principle among them is that so far the left in this country has managed to politically persecute Donald Trump for what is now an eighth year uh, without intervention by the courts, without uh, any leadership from any sector of our economy or society standing up and saying this is wrong and cannot be tolerated further. Uh, We're talking with Roger Stone. We're coming right back. Stay with us. (laughs) Back now with Roger Stone. And Roger, I have to say, as always, it's great to be talking with you. I want to turn to the Republican, I, I, what would I call them, wannabe uh, candidates for the Republican nomination. I'd like your assessment of them uh, and their role right now uh, as they seem to be sitting on their hands, un, un, unconcerned about President Trump, the rule of law. And the the malaise that has set uh, set in to this country, uh, based on what the left is doing to the Constitution, to the justice system, and to the
2: American way. Well, I I, uh, I watched the uh, Fox uh, presidential debate of the Republican contenders. Uh, Thirteen million people watched it. Uh, in comparison, the last time I checked. Uh, uh, the, there were over 288 million people who watched Tucker Carlson's online interview with President Donald Trump. So I think Trump is the first candidate for president in American history who won a presidential debate by not attending or participating uh. in it. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, uh, it was a snooze fest of people trying to shout over each other, uh, and it did nothing to winnow the field to one or two actual contenders. I mean, maybe President Trump was right, and this was a, a simple audition for the vice presidency. But even if that is true, I think virtually every candidate failed. Uh I thought uh, Governor DeSantis was uh, robotic, uh, rehearsed, uh, wooden, uh, tentative. Uh, I thought his performance uh, where he really needed a breakthrough moment uh, because he has long been considered the number two man in this race. Mm -hmm. I think he is slipping from that position. Vivek Ramaswamy about whom I have many questions because he seems to have appeared out of nowhere uh and his uh, although he's very articulate uh in his uh in his uh pronouncements uh, regarding the America First agenda they don't seem to match a number of aspects uh in his background but just being the outsider just being a non-politician and essentially defending Donald Trump uh, and the Trump policies and the Trump presidency, uh, I think, made him to the extent that there was a winner, the clear winner of this debate, besides, of course, Trump himself. Uh, and then there's Chris Christie, who I'm told reliably made sure there was no food left in the green room after this debate. <laughs>
0: Well, he certainly didn't leave his uh, his bitterness behind either. Uh, you know, with Ramaswamy, I think I would have been more inclined to favor him had he not stolen from two uh, former presidents, uh, one from each party. Uh, He he brought up the Obama line that had been previously used in the debate. He's the skinny guy uh, with the funny name. He he, 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 he aped that, and then uh, he ran off just about all of the America First policies of Donald J. Trump. I I mean, it was really a bizarre moment uh, to see him do that, Uh, and, and then to watch a woman who owed her entire uh, foreign policy experience to so Donald J. Trump, her president, uh, and the one who appointed her to be ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley. Uh, I, I saw very little gratitude uh, in the way of her, anything she articulated. Uh, so I don't know if there's a winner there. It, it definitely isn't Chris Christie who continues to uh, go after Trump uh, like a like a growling chihuahua on his ankles. Uh, and today is saying that he thinks he would like to be an author authoritarian leader. <laughs> I, I, I can't
2: make these people up. No, let's break that one down a little bit. So, no, it's Chris Christie who shut down the New Jersey beaches so that only he and his family could use them he he says that donald trump would be an authoritarian leader chris christie who i still believe contrary uh, to popular belief was deeply involved in the shutdown of the george washington bridge uh, and he let underlings take the fall for that he's now uh, and he did this as an act of revenge because the mayor of the small town on which the bridge is based had a giant traffic jam because he refused to endorse Chris Christie's reelection, who's an authoritarian leader again. Who is that? I would say it's Chris Christie. himself.
0: Well, I would agree with you. Chris Christie is. And I, by the way, could not even understand his um, his pronouncements, uh, his efforts at communicating uh, so many times during that debate. He he was uh, unintelligible. Uh, And as we look at the president himself now with these powerful, uh, standings in the polls. I mean, he is at this point, he appears absolutely unbeatable. We know that can change, but right now he is unbeatable. And I think that the that there is a, uh, an, a moral impulse within the American public right now to make him president because it is so clear that he was cheated of the presidency in 2020, uh, that he has been persecuted uh, without foundation, without any semblance of truth, uh, by the Marxist stems and the deep state for eight years now. Uh, this man, in my opinion, and I've said it before, but I'll repeat it. I think the Republican party and independents should make certain that this man is president of the United States no matter what. And any decent any decent person who is still a a member of the Democrat Party should join in because they need to leave that party and get behind a man who's been wronged uh, by uh, vile and venal hyenas that make up the deep state and the leadership of the Marxist stem party.
2: Lou, obviously, I agree with you. Uh, I actually think in the end, uh, the insurgent candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, who is unfortunately destined to be kneecapped the same way they kneecapped Bernie Sanders, uh, is going to inure to the benefit of Donald Trump. is going to leave a bad taste in the mouth of millions of Democrats and independents um, who want an outsider, who want someone who will seal our southern border, who want somebody who stands for health freedom, who wants somebody who is skeptical about the war in Ukraine. This was the single greatest failing Uh, I think, in the debate, Uh, while Nikki Haley essentially proved she's just George W. Bush in high heels, uh, Mm -hmm. Vivek Ramaswamy failed to point out that when we, when the Russians agreed to the reunification of Germany, we, in return, agreed not to move NATO, in the words of Secretary of State James A. Baker III, one inch closer to, uh, to Russia. Uh, the motion, uh, the movement by our State Department and our government to push Ukraine into NATO is a violation of the Minsk Accords, which we signed, uh, and therefore we are the aggressors here. Uh, we know that the silos have already been built in which to drop thermonuclear weapons in Ukraine that would be pointed at Russia. It is a situation analogous to when the Russians put missiles in, in Cuba in 1962, and we know how President Kennedy reacted to that. So uh, this mindless support for shipping billions of dollars to Ukraine without any accountability whatsoever is not a popular idea in the country, uh, yet Mickey, Nikki Haley would send them billions more without question. Uh, and this constant reference to Ukraine as a democracy, Ukraine is not a democracy. Zelensky has outlawed every political party, but his own. He's arrested all the candidates in the last election. He shuts down newspapers. He shuts down radio stations. He shuts down TV stations. He arrests journalists, uh, and he has also shut down the largest and banned the largest church in the country. He is every bit as an authoritarian uh, as Vladimir Putin. And uh
0: He did leave one possibility for a ray of uh, hope for democracy. Uh, He did say he would uh, perhaps have elections if the United States and Europe paid for them. Uh, The man is, if nothing else, uh, financially uh, incentivized uh, and uh, doing quite well in being so. I want to turn to COVID because the only thing left here was a a minor campaign uh, that Donald Trump will prevail in, uh, and then we have an election. COVID is uh, now, uh, there's a drumbeat in the national media from the Democrat uh, uh, Party, for uh, to get prepared for the worst imaginable pandemic ever. Uh, It sounds like 2020 all over again, they are using, as they did with the Russia hoax, uh, the same cards that played so well for them. Uh, Your
2: thoughts about what we can expect? How could they possibly know that? In other words, how, how could they possibly know about a future pandemic? Unless, of course, it was created uh, like the last one was created now indisputably in a Wuhan Chinese lab paid for by you and I, the American taxpayers. So this allowed them uh, to legalize the mail in ballots. Uh, so the way election, uh, fraud takes place is. Uh, you know, on the basis of the machines, how many votes you need to make up and then you produce them in paper mail in ballots at 3 o'clock in the morning because after you have uh, thrown the Republican observers out of the counting centers, we've, we've already seen this movie. and It's obvious to me that they intend to use the same tactics again. What I don't know. And this is just a, an open question is the American people have been fooled once. Will they be fooled again? We now know that that uh, that COVID nineteen is a real virus, but it could have been treated with oral drugs such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine quite effectively. Instead, we have seen a record number of deaths, and now even the CDC admits that if you received the vaccination, you are now more likely to contract this new version of the virus. That in itself is an extraordinary admission,
0: without question. And uh, add to that one data point that the CDC just released least and that is that 1% 1% of the deaths are attributable uh, in the last uh, 2 weeks uh, to covid-19 or as we say here uh, the wuhan virus or china virus uh it's it's it is your word is extraordinary it is to me unthinkable what this government has come to and what we have tolerated. And I think the other part of that equation as we approach 2024 is what more will the American people put up with? Because I certainly hope it's not much more. Roger Stone, it's been great talking with you. We thank you so much for being with us as always. And uh, you get the last word here on The Great America Show.
2: Uh, Lou, I continue to be an, optimism, an optimist because I am a Christian, uh, because I... I do not believe that the good Lord will let this last best hope for freedom perish. Uh, I'm very glad to be with you. God bless you.
0: God bless you, Roger Stone, a great American. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Our guest here tomorrow will be Article 3 Project's Mike Davis on the sorry state of our legal system, and in particular, the corrupt DOJ and FBI. Mike says President Trump will eventually be acquitted on all these phony Marxist DIMS charges. Please join us tomorrow and each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social, at Lou Dobbs, and on Facebook and Instagram, at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to check out loudobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. God bless and save America.